Hey everybody, this is Matthew Soltisiak and you're listening to Not The Same Old Lions Podcast. Using my sports casting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the upcoming NFL draft, the possible picks we want to see, what we want to be avoided, and what we think the Lions might actually be doing. I'm joined today by Chris Haynes, a friend of the podcast. In addition to being an avid Detroit Lions fan and University of Michigan football fan, he also dives extensively into fantasy football. Thanks for joining the show today, Chris. Thanks for having me, Matt. Glad to be here. Of course, the news came out to end last week that four Detroit Lions players have been suspended, two of them for a year. Those players are Quintess Cephas and C.J. Moore. They've also been released by the Lions. Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill are both wide receivers. They get a six-game suspension due to gambling, not on an NFL game, but by placing bets from an NFL facility. In our last show, we talked about this briefly and how it could impact the NFL draft. Now we're previewing the draft as a whole. There are two things to consider with the draft here, Chris. Who can help us now? And who do we need to be thinking about for a long-term need? So let's start with the fun stuff. What would we love to have happen? What's starting with like that first round? What's something you would love to see happen? Well, I obviously we need to address the defensive line, I think. Um, corner, we could we could address corner as well, losing Jeff Akuda um, due to the trade. But I would love to see Jalen Carter at, at, at pick number six. I think he's the best play, best player in the draft at that position, best best player on defense possibly. Um, yeah, he has his character concerns, but he was brought in for an interview by Brad Holmes, and and he came out of that um, looking a little bit better off than when he went in. So um, if we could have Jalen Carter there at six, I would love that. And then my 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 wish would be at pick eighteen to go get Bijan. I'm a big Bijan fan. I think. That would just set us up for uh, at the running back position for you know four or five years, and he's just a special talent. You know, if 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 we score more than the other team, we win the game. You know, if our, our defense has already gotten better, our offense was good last year, but Bijan could be that big difference maker that makes sure that we always outscore the other team. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with those things. Uh, my my hope or wish is perhaps a little different. Um, my biggest want, if I could have it my way. I would have the Detroit Lions trade back. I'm hoping sure. maybe like mm-hmm. Will Levis is there at six and some team wants him and we can maybe move back to eight with Atlanta, maybe even 11 with Tennessee, although I kind of want to stay in front of the Bears at 10 there. But if we could move back a few spots and pick up like an extra third round pick or something, that would be ideal. In that scenario, I would probably pick somebody like Devin Witherspoon, defensive back from Illinois. Sure. He seems mm-hmm. to be the top guy that is going to be in that position. We've already reloaded the position, but only for a year. You know, a number of those guys um, are going to be gone or their contracts will be up after a year. So he would be a big help for the future. So that would be my preference. I don't know that that'll happen. And then with that second pick in the first round, I, you and I must have the same affinity for B. John Robinson because if he is there, I want him because of how much of a game changer he can be. Mm-hmm. I want the Lions to take a running back this year, and he just seems to have such a unique skill set that sets them apart from the others that I think he's worth taking there. Yeah, I would I, I agree with uh trading back. You know, if 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 Jalen Carr is not there, um we gotta do something. I I think maybe at that position, six, um Witherspoon's probably a too much of a reach at that point. Um 
maybe someone will want to trade up and, and try to draft a quarterback. But you know, I'm I'm seeing all the odds now are saying that Will Levis is is the best odds at pick number two and CJ Stroud's dropping now. Um one mock draft I just looked at had him dropping out of the top ten, going uh, eleven to Tennessee. So if that's the case, then we're going to have one of those better defensive players at the top if um, if Will Levis goes ahead. And, you know, if B. John Robinson isn't there at 18, because that's the other thing, too, is we don't know if he'll make it to 18. Right. I, I wouldn't take him at six, uh, but 18 would be ideal. If he isn't there, though, that's where I would consider to take whoever the best defensive lineman or offensive lineman is on the board. Now, obviously, if we – went with someone like Jalen Carter in the first round with that first pick in the first round. That's where I'd want to go defensive back at around 18, which has been a very common theme throughout much of the Mm offseason. But at that point, you're still looking at a guy like Joey Porter Jr. um, or Devontae Banks. Mm -hmm. I think either of those guys would be amazing. I honestly think the top four defensive backs are guys you really want. I think there's a little separation after those top four. But if we are going defensive line or offensive line at that point, um, Miles Murphy, Brian Brisset, both out of Clemson, defensive tackle, defensive end. Those guys could be great picks right there or somebody else along the offensive line. Yeah. So if, if, if Carter's not there at six and, and we're not in love with B. John, cause you know, Tennessee, Tennessee is, might be moving on from Derrick Henry and I could see them going and taking a stab and trying to, trying to pick up B. John or, or possibly someone trades up and gets ahead of us for B. John. But if, if at six we, we go with Witherspoon or we trade back a couple and get Witherspoon, I would love to see us get Kalijah Cansey from Pittsburgh at 18. I think he's a, just a run stuffer. He's, he's been graded well. Um, he would really shore up that defensive line for us. Definitely. I definitely like the idea of adding a defensive tackle there at the 18 spot if uh, Bijan's not there and we've taken a defensive back earlier in the draft. So moving on to round two, we've got I've got my wants or my hopes would be offensive line and tight end. I really like Darnell Washington out of Georgia. He's 6'7", 270 pounds. The dude's huge. And there's a ton of tight end talent in the draft. Now, I've said this before. You and I have spoken about this before. I still think James Mitchell could take a big step forward this year. Sure. I don't think there's a huge need for tight end like most people are classifying us to have. But with such a deep class, it almost seems foolish to pass on somebody here if we can get a great value grade on them and not reach for them early. Yeah, when I look when I look at Washington too, I don't look at him as a tight end. He's an extra offensive lineman. He's just a, a, a big man. Um, and what – he would actually do is get upfield when we're throwing a screen pass or um, a dump off to to our talented running backs, then we can actually get them out in space and he's going to be able to free up some more holes in the secondary. And then also in the second round, I guess I would like a running back in this round if we don't get Bijan in round one. Now, Jameer Gibbs seems to be a great person to pair with David Montgomery. He's got a little bit smaller, a little bit quicker skill set. But he might go early round two, so we might not even get a shot at him in round two. Mm -hmm. So I'm not overly concerned with who we take. As long as we get somebody in round two or three, I just want to see the potential added to the roster. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs would definitely be a a good addition to our offense because we know we're not going to re-sign Swift after this year, and he's he's a lot like Swift. He's he's a quick twitch guy. He can get out in space, and he can he can hit that home run. If if we wind up drafting him, you know, maybe maybe then we can move on from Swift. Maybe we can maybe we can pull off a trade in the draft. Maybe pick up an extra third round pick for for Swift and just cut ties with him. Yeah, and, and you know that's pretty amazing that we get two first round picks and two second round picks this year. I mean that is very fortuitous. Mm-hmm. 
We have a third round pick. What I would want to see in the third round is what didn't we get in the first two rounds? Fill in the gap. Maybe we go offensive line. Maybe we go running back at this point. Maybe a linebacker goes right. Yeah, I, I I like I like linebacker. Drew Sanders out of Arkansas would be a, a wise pick. Jack Campbell out of Iowa. Um, those two guys would would definitely fulfill a need that we that we have. And um, you know, maybe then we can get out of the nickel, so we're not we're having to run the nickel all the time. Yeah, definitely adding somebody at linebacker, I think, is something we need to do, uh, preferably in the draft, but even in free agency, if we still have to go that route. Later round picks, like right now, we've got two fives and two sixes, but mm-hmm. trades happen. We could go anywhere from four to seven. The uh, things I'd like to see us do in late rounds, a backup quarterback for sure. That's where I'd like to see this. I, I've mentioned it before on this show. Brad Kaya from Miami, a six round pick in 2017. It's the yeah. last time Detroit drafted a quarterback. It is too important of a position to not take somebody here at least every few years. And there is now a need. So I guess the two that jump out to me later, and I don't know how late this is, but Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. Yep. And I'd even be okay with like Tanner McKee out of Stanford. Ultimately, I just want to see the Lions draft somebody. Yeah, Tanner McKee's going to be more of your prototypical quarterback. He's going to be a lot more like like Jared Goff and what we have for our system, whereas Dorian Thompson Robinson, where he's he's a little bit more mobile, so um, might have to change things on the offensive line a little bit schematically. Just to try to roll him out, um, get him throwing on the run, trying to get him out in space and making decisions. You know, uh, read options with Montgomery. And honestly, both of those guys could be great fits. One like Goff, you don't have to change the system much. Dorian, if he comes in, he's different. You could have a little changeup thing. We've seen teams do this all around the NFL. Yep, absolutely. Another guy I like, uh, I like late is Max Duggan. I mean, might as well throw throw him in there at the, in the seventh round. Um, that guy's a big guy. Uh, he ran all over Michigan's defense in the in the bowl game. You know, for the semifinals, um, he's a winner. If 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 you have someone that you want to come in in the fourth quarter because you got an injury and you just need him to just pick up first downs, I think he's the guy because he's willing to put his body out there. He 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 runs the ball. He's got a pretty decent arm. He'd be a big pickup for us, I think, in the seventh round. Yeah, I am so hoping that they draft a quarterback to bring in. I'm sure they're going to. I'd actually be surprised if they don't. Yeah, if if anything, I mean, you're bringing in a quarterback to compete, but also to kind of fill those preseason games so you're not having to have Jared Goff go out there and play two, three quarters. You could bring him in for a couple series, get get his feet wet, get the rust you know shaken off, and then then you have two quarterbacks coming in and fulfilling the rest of the, the preseason games so that way we don't have to worry about injury. And then the other position that I really, well, there's a couple, but the one that I really want to see us take is a wide receiver late in this draft. I think if there was any doubt about it, that doubt's gone. We're definitely drafting a wide receiver. A couple guys that stick out to me is Rasheed Rice out of uh, SMU. I'm not sure how late he will go. It might be earlier than later, but he is a guy that's got some talent around him. And if you wanted to take a really late flyer, I got a homer pick here for you. A player like Dante Demas from the University of Maryland. He could be worth a look. His stock dropped quite a bit due to an ACL tear two years ago. He was the most pro-ready player in the Maryland offense at that point. He played last year, but he was still recovering. I think this could be one of those diamonds in the rough where you get somebody late. And I'm just going to throw a couple names out there. DJ Moore, Stephon Diggs, right? Both came out of the University of Maryland. So there's a little bit of a reputation right there. 
But I'm thinking uh, those are a couple wide receiver possibilities that stick out to me. Who are some that you were looking at? I like Nathaniel Dell out of Houston. Um, I think he he would f- fulfill that need that we need as a burner. Um, and we could go with a hometown pick and Jaden Reed at, from Michigan State. Uh, we don't really know what his talent is because the quarterback at Michigan State has been kind of inconsistent. So um, I think he's a talented receiver, and, and he could fulfill that over-the-top need that, w- that we're going to be missing with Jamison Williams uh, gone yeah. for, six, for six weeks. Yeah, because he's got some speed. And like you said, we there was so much inconsistent quarterback play there. You don't really know where his ceiling is. Right. So if there's one other thing I want the Lions to do this year, and I think probably every Lions fan would agree with this, is I want them to draft a kicker. I know we brought Mike Badgley back, and that was important, and I'm glad we did. But we also need to bring somebody else in. Now, there's not a lot of long-distance kickers coming out of this uh, draft, uh, out of this college class. No, usually, usually not. They're, they're usually ne- never a, a long-distance kicker. They usually kind of um, develop that right after they come out of college in their first year when they're actually working out with NFL trainers. So, so the two guys I like are a bit of homer picks, right? You got Michigan's Jake Moody and Maryland's Chad Ryland. Now, Ryland also kicked at Eastern Michigan for four years. Mm-hmm. So those seem to be two of the top prospects coming out. I'd be fine if the Lions got either of these guys. Moody appears to be one of the most accurate kickers, and Ryland seems to have one of the better legs coming out for distance. So I just I want them to bring one of these guys in, compete with Michael Badgley, and see what we got. Yeah, they got to at least put a little bit of pressure on Badgley, so that way you know he stays he stays to form. Uh, we brought Moody in. I know if you try to do any mock draft, it's always an F F pick if you ever pick him um, in front of the sixth round. But um, Moody, Moody's accurate. Um, and we don't need him to be a long, long range kicker because he's not going to be kicking against the wind too much playing in a dome. So it's a good point. And actually, I think Moody is mocked to go the earliest of all the kickers, possibly rounds four or five, round four or five. Yeah. All right. So we talked about the guys we'd want things that we were hoping would happen. What do we want them to avoid? Now, I don't think there's a lot of things here that I could say I don't trust them with. And what I mean by that is. I think the Lions are going to they're going to vet a lot of these guys out. Mm-hmm. And you you see it every year that a team makes a head scratching move. And oftentimes that team might be the the, the Raiders. Mm-hmm. But um I'm not expecting any of those things to happen here. But let me talk about the Wills. All right? We got Will Anderson here. Getting Will Anderson would be pretty amazing. But I would prefer the team to not trade up to get Will Anderson. And it's likely that's what you're going to have to do if you want Will Anderson. Right. And I would welcome that talent and it would be solid and you wouldn't hear me complain, but my disappointment would be we'd probably have to give up a second round draft pick to move up there to get him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just we just made all these moves to get this draft capital and then you're going to go trade it away just to go up three spots or four spots. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. And uh, the other Will is Will Levis. I don't want the Lions to take him at six. No, um, no. Will Levis. I, Will Levis would be a, a terrible pick there. You know, he's he's got a good arm, but he has zero presence. He he has zero peripherals. Uh, you know, I I would picture him coming in and being like David Carr back in the day and and, and setting the the record for for sacks in a season. I know we have a good offensive line, but I mean, he just has no peripheral vision, and he he's just going to get hit. Well, the interesting thing is we might not even have a chance to take him because a lot of people think Indianapolis wants him at four. I'm just saying if he's there at six, let's try and find someone to trade with us. Yeah, if someone if someone wants to wants to go ahead and trade for him, I, I would I would welcome that for sure, especially if we're only going to move back one or two spots. You know, maybe maybe the Falcons at eight, maybe Tennessee at eleven uh, would be would be fine as well. 
Are there any other things that you can think of that you want the Lions to avoid doing in this draft? Well, I would I would avo- want them to avoid um, you know taking a quarterback or a wide receiver at six. I know wide receiver at six is pretty high, but um, Lions have made that decision a couple times in the past. Uh, only worked out once for them, really. I want them to avoid you know taking the best player available that doesn't have the best character. Uh, we we have a culture going here in Detroit. Uh, we got to keep that culture right. We can't take somebody in that that's going to be. Uh, distraction to our team and take away from what Dan Campbell's Dan Campbell has built. I would echo those exactly. I would say anyone who has character questions, I believe the Lions have done their homework. I think they know the important questions. I think those have been answered. And then especially in light of recent events, it probably just solidifies it that much more that they're going to be very careful about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you lose four players, you know, you, you guys do your homework on these guys and you know, they brought 30 guys in and, and hopefully they went through their evaluation process and found out more importantly who they don't want to take than who they who they do want to take. For sure. And now let's talk about who we think they're going to take. Now, as we said, there's two things to consider in this draft. Who can help the team now get us better this year? And who do we need for the long term? Also, general manager Brad Holmes did such a great job of addressing some of the biggest and immediate needs in free agency, there's a really strange flexibility for the Lions going into this draft. Plus, the other variable is drafting at six is much different than drafting at two last year. There's a lot of things that are going to happen before we get there. So they're also saying the biggest immediate needs are arguably defensive tackle, linebacker, tight end, offensive line depth, and a backup quarterback. So I'm thinking the Lions are likely to go defense with their first pick. But of course, this depends on who's fallen and who is there. Yeah, I would also throw cornerback in there. Um, you know, we have Mosley on, what, a one, one-year deal, two-year deal? One-year deal. We have got, 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 got Mosley on a one-year deal. Um, we don't want the cover Baron back at the square one again next year. Yeah, so, you know, getting rid of Akuda, um, Mosley's on a, on a one-year deal. Um, I think, you know, cornerback in, in the first round, you know, six or 18 makes a lot of sense. Like, like I said, you don't want the cover to be bare. Though I uh, firmly believe the Lions are going to draft a quarterback this year, and they should. I expect it to be a later one. But if Anthony Richardson is on the board at six, I'm going to say it would not shock me to see them draft him. Now, that could also be a great trade back situation as mm-hmm. well. But I just want to put that out there. Even though I don't think they'll take a quarterback early, if Anthony Richardson is there, I do think there's a there's a sliver of a chance. I, I would I would say less than five percent on that one, just because um, his athletic ability doesn't fit our 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 mold of our offense right now. You know, Jared Goff is a pocket passer, and Anthony Richardson hasn't thrown a lot of passes in his career. Um, our offense is built to to pass and then and then you know grind out runs. Um, our quarterback isn't going to be running. When your offense is built a certain way, you don't you don't want to change it up just for um, a, a quarterback at, at pick six. So that's that's one where you can you can trade back or take the best available defensive player at that point. And if the defensive players have been taken, that is a great spot to trade back. I do think, like you said, most likely defensive line is what we're going to see. The other position we've been looking at is defensive back. Witherspoon Gonzalez. Which guy do you favor? I'm a big Devin Witherspoon fan. I love the physicality of his play. Those seem to be the top two defensive backs right now. Yeah, so I I like Witherspoon. Witherspoon is long. Um, he's athletic. He can he he can cover a bigger receiver. Um, 
with Gonzalez, I'm I'm not sold on him. Uh, Gonzalez has only really had one good year in college. Um, he transferred from Colorado and from his two seasons there, um, went to Oregon, had four interceptions, but before that in Colorado, he didn't have any. He only had 10 pass defended in, in at Colorado total over two years. So if the Lions do take a defensive back at that sixth spot, I would like it to be Witherspoon. I think we both thought we don't really want them to do that, but we think there's a chance that could happen mm-hmm. depending how the board falls. If they go defensive line up there, Deontay Banks and Joey Porter Jr., PFF has them as the three and four defensive backs. Those would be great for the Lions to get at that second pick, thinking longer term, pairing them up with Cam Sutton. It could bring stability to the secondary. Um, if they don't go defensive back at 18, I think if Bijan Robinson is there, I think they consider him. I don't know if they will. They could mm-hmm. go defense, both picks in the first round with defensive line and defensive back. Just not sure which order they do that in. But I think if Bijan Robinson's there, they're going to give it a serious consideration. Yeah, I, I I like Bijan there. Um, I already said that once here, but it's you know it, it it's taking your offense to the next level. It he's 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 definitely a game changer, and he's going to be a game changer here for three or four years um, before we have to you know think about re-signing him to to an extension. Uh, he's he's Saquon Bar- Saquon Barkley light. Uh, he's he's just shifty. He's fast. He's powerful. Um, he make up a huge difference um, in our in our offense. If we don't take a corner in the first round, then I think, you know, looking to the later rounds, you know, maybe take another hometown pick, maybe go after DJ Turner. DJ Turner was shut down. Uh, he, he played at the biggest stage and, um, he, he showed out he, he shut down whoever he, he was, uh, uh, lined up across, you know, playing in the big 10, there's some big, big time receivers, Ohio state receivers didn't, didn't play well against him. Yeah, that's a great point. There's definitely defensive back talent that goes deep into this one. Even if you don't get one of those first four guys, there's definitely talent worth taking in the second and third round. And I could see the lions totally taking mm-hmm. somebody there, depending on those first round selections mm-hmm. fall. Yeah, Cam Smith out of South Carolina is another one. Another another one is Keely Ringo out of, out of Georgia. You know, going up against the the best of the best in, in the SEC, lining up across you know potential NFL wide receivers. He's got a lot of talent too, and he's played in some big games. So I think that's another one that we can look at in the in the later rounds. And if we haven't taken care of the defensive line yet, that gap could be filled in. And maybe a guy like Mozzie Smith even? Yeah, Mozzie Smith. He came on strong over the last two years at Michigan. Um, really solidified the defensive line for him. And as we talked about about what our wants were, I definitely see the Lions looking at a, a linebacker at some point. I also see them looking at a tight end. And a guy's name that I would keep an eye on, and I don't know if they make it to the second round, but is Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. Mm. He... Could be a second-round pick. If we got him in the second round, that might be a good thing. We know the top three guards on our roster are free agents after this next year, and it's going to be a need. And Osiris Torrance is listed as possibly the top guard coming out of college. I know the Lions scouted down at Florida a few times. A lot of people thought maybe it was for Anthony Richardson, but it might have been for Osiris Torrance. We don't know. Uh, another another defensive lineman that I look at um, late in the draft, you know, maybe taking a fifth, sixth round on it, is uh, Morio Joma from Texas. He's just a big, big beast in the middle of their defensive line. Uh, he's been rated pretty high by PFF. Not sure why he's fallen, but that's another guy that we can take a look at later on. Even if we take someone in the first round, we can still get a rotational piece with the, with him. In the later rounds, that's where I think they're going to draft the best player available. That's one of the nice things we have is we're not trying to plug holes like they were the first year, even the second year on the sure. roster. Mm-hmm. We see a quarterback and a wide receiver in this draft for sure, probably in the later rounds. 
hopefully grab a kicker by the seventh round or bring somebody in undrafted, but always a little more certainty when you know you got somebody before the draft is over. Sure. And then another thing to remember is um, this is going to be a team that could look for those uh, those first cuts for that that teams have. You know, there there's going to be teams trying to you know dump some salary, maybe try to get a little bit younger, try to sign some of those those draft picks, and there's going to be some 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 casualties from that. So that's where the Lions can swoop in and maybe pick up a receiver that's been proven, or maybe a special teams guy to make up for C.J. Moore that we just lost. Well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's how Philadelphia got C.J. Gardner-Johnson last year, yep. is he was released due to salary, and they got him on a pretty solid deal. Right, exactly. And the Lions are in the position with the salary cap, with uh, what we have left in our salary cap, to be able to go and sign somebody like that. That's great, and we're a destination people want to come to as well, so that's definitely a good area to keep an eye out and see how we plug a last-minute mm-hmm. hole or so with that. Yeah, destination, maybe not for the weather, but, you know, just for the culture fit with with Dan Campbell. And um, we've seen it now. Uh, DJ Chark last year took a lesser deal just to come play for Dan Campbell. And we're seeing it with CJ Gardner-Johnson this year. He wants to come play for Dan Campbell. So he's doing some good things down there. And and hopefully going forward, this is going to be a place that free agents want to come. All right. Well, Chris, thanks for joining the show and talking NFL draft. It's going to be a real exciting week. All right. Thanks for having me, Matt. Appreciate it. And thank you folks so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to Not The Same Old Lions podcast to get alerts about new episodes. Also, follow the show on Twitter at Matt Soltysiak. You can also check it out on YouTube. And until next time, stay gritty, my friends.